Welcome to The Bunt, the number one podcast in skateboarding, brought to you by the number one shoe in skateboarding. I ain't giving them shoes back to nobody. You'd better give them back to me, Leroy. I'm keeping them shoes. <laughs> Vans. Off the wall since 1960, motherfucking six. <laughs> Drop that bitch. And now, live from Studio E, the bunt with Safer and Donovan. This is episode three. I'm D Jones. I got my main man, the ghost, with me. We got Ants One behind the scenes. It's a cool thing. Still. Ghost. Tell them what we chefing up this week. Yeah, we sparking it off with a big interview with the homie Hugo Bossarup, young legend in the making. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let's get it. Just a joy to talk to that positive young man, new father. Congrats again. And we taking y'all straight to the post office and wrapping it up with some football talk. You dig? Make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Bunt Live. Subscribe to us on YouTube at The Bunt Live. Slide over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash The Bunt. Every penny helps. And then head over to TheBuntLive.com if you've missed any episodes. They logged for your listening pleasure. This season, the Ghost Shoutout of the Week is brought to you by ParadeWorld.com. Not only in Canada, but also in the U.S. and the U.K. Summer's almost over. But you know we had to get a pair of those Polar Skate Co. Big Boy shorts. They shipped right to our door. Straight from Kinetic Skate Shop in Delaware. When you buy on Parade, you check out with them, but the sale is actually fulfilled by a local skate shop. So you're supporting real stores and local skate communities that benefit from all the good things that your local skate shop does for skateboarding. Paradeworld.com Alright Ghost, time for your shout out of the week. Who you got? Yo, it's the big little homie, Daniel Scales. I mean, not really the homie, but I did meet him. Nice kid. Uh, whooped him in the whole Diamond Squad in 21. You know what I'm saying? At the skate park. But yo, his team ice cream part, epic. Been waiting a while for this one. I always see little clips here and there, Insta bangers. I always bug Spanish Mike, like, when's your boy dropping the part? The people the people want to see what he's up to. It finally dropped, lived up to the hype. Uh, just some clean style, some clean tricks, and a great part, man. Daniel Scales, shout out. Favorite trick, man? Favorite trick? I really like the fakey flip crook, front shove in the middle. You know what I'm mm. saying? Some good trick selection there. Least favorite trick, not that you asked. I've said it. I've said it before. I'm not a fan of the nollie tail slide trend. Uh, just do a nollie 180 switch crook. Everyone that does them too is more than capable. Like he does nollie tail, then fakey switch back 50 switch backside flip. Like just throw it into crook. You're people. People out here be downgrading on purpose for like the trend, but I, I'm just not with that trend. But anyways, I love the part overall. I was feeling the switch burial flip out of the fountain in Miami. Been working on my switch burial flips these days, man. That's just making a comeback. Nice. Hell yeah. 
So like we said, we got Hugo Bolster up in the building. Brand new dad, absolutely killing it. Part in Nike video, had us wondering when we gonna get him on the pod, and here he is, man. But before we get into it, Maker Pizza. Place your order online or using the app available on iOS or Android or head in store, downtown Queen and Spadina, uptown Avenue Road in Lawrence, East and Gerard and Carla. Ghost, what we having for lunch? Bro, big lunch around these parts. I'm so excited to get it popping. <laughs> Bro, we mixing it up this week. I'm going with Frank's best. You know what I'm saying? Some caramelized onions, goat cheese, rosemary, <laughs> roasted garlic, and the list goes on. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you get them wings, maybe a sub, and a salad in the East End. Oh, man, we gaining pounds this week. Thank you, Maker. Maddie Madison, tell them what you're working with when you order yourself a Frank's Best. This is literally the best pizza in the world. All right, let's get into the interview, man. Hugo Bolser up in the building today. Did I say your name right or did I mess that up? No, you you did good. (laughs) All right, what's up, man? How you doing? I'm good. Uh, How are you guys? We're good, man. Thanks for joining us. So if you listen to the pod, you know we start every show off the same. Hit us with your favorite skate moment and your favorite sports moment. Oh, fuck. I was going to think about this before, and I totally <laughs> forgot. Oh, now you're on the clock. <laughs> the first thing I think of is like that clip of cardio, and he's like skating in the rain and over this like launch ramp. It's like a mini ramp that's built in two. And he's, like, doing these airs over a barrel that's, like, two barrels high, maybe? (laughs) And he's, like, sliding around. (laughs) And then maybe my sports moment. It's, like, when, uh, was that, like, at the World Cup? And Zidane turned his head around and headbutted that guy in the stomach? Yeah, I think that was the World Cup. Oh, yeah. That was a pretty sick moment. (laughs) He just lost it for a second there, man. Went down in infamy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Hugo, take us back to the beginning. Where did you grow up and how did you get into skating? Um, I grew up in Copenhagen. And I think when I was five, my mom, like, bought me a board. And I was just, like, sitting on it and, like, do whatever, playing around with it. And then didn't use it that much until I was nine and these older kids in my school were skating and I just thought it looked sick and I like wanted to skate. So then I just started skating every day. How old are you now? I'm about to turn 23. Oh, young buck in the building. Yeah, man. Just a classic, like, you see someone older skating and you're like, that's sick. And then I was lucky that I already had a board at home. And I just, like, started riding that. So what would you say is your first big break in the skate industry? Probably when I went on uh, that 917 trip, the first one, it was like a Nike and 917 collab. Mm -hmm. Uh, Probably that. I went on that trip. I had, Logan had asked me if I wanted to get 917 boards. And um, I was like, yeah, that's sick. Thank you, uh, whatever. And then he was like, we're actually doing a trip next month. You want to come? And I went to New York and went on this camping trip with everyone. And we made like an edit from that, and I uh, that's kind of like how I got on nine one seven. But before that, I had already were like 
done some like contests or like some clips in Europe, whatever, mm-hmm. like gone to events and stuff like that. Where, but that's when I felt like I had broke through or whatever you would call that. Yeah. Like that's when I was like, well, that that was fucking crazy that I went on that trip. <laughs> <laughs> How old were you then? I turned eighteen on that trip. Oh wow! Damn. Yeah, that was sick. I, like we got a bunch of the uh, like shooters, uh, like the alcohol shooters, and everyone were like drinking them. <laughs> and we were camping, and I had to like get out of my tent. I woke up and I had to throw up, and I couldn't open up the zipper fast no. enough and i just like threw up in the whole tent oh, oh no <laughs> <laughs> were you in there by yourself was it like a single tent i was supposed to share with logan but he wasn't in the tent yet luckily oh man <laughs> he's lucky <laughs> then he was bummed then he had to sleep in the van <laughs> yeah, that's disgusting that what you slept up. in there no then um then i set up another tent because <laughs> And then I threw up in that one as well. No, <laughs> man. What? It was fucking gross. And you still got on the team, eh? Yeah, I think I think Cyrus was hyped on that. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, that's, that's fucked up. That's crazy, man. That's insane, man. Two strikes that's and you're not out yet, I guess. Damn. That's how uh, you make a first impression. Yeah, that was a heavy hitter. <laughs> So, uh, that was insane. you mentioned you saw the older skater classic story, but we also heard that Ryan Sheckler's life of Ryan may have had an impact on you in the early days. What's up with that? Yeah, I was, uh, I was like, when I was like, maybe before I started skating a lot. Yeah. Probably when I was like eight, <laughs> me and my friend would like go to his house after school and it would always be on TV and we were just like eating toast and watching that show <laughs> just being like this is sick oh, but it's, shit. it's pretty heinous but uh we were pretty hyped on it back then that's so funny that like i mean our age gap is 10 years so i mean me and dono were already like old enough to be like i can't believe ryan sheckler has this like stupid show but for you it was like you're I still know. a kid and just like eating it up <laughs> You're just like, this looks sick. What the hell? Yeah. My sisters watched that <laughs> shit, man. It, it was pretty, like, yeah, I could see you getting into that if you weren't, like, already skating. Yeah. But that's why, yeah, now I have thought about that, too. Like, what is the stuff that is put out now where kids are just like this? It's really dope. Where yeah. we're all thinking, looking mm. at it, being like, I don't know. Barracks. A lot of contests. I don't know. Yeah, I guess it would. Yeah, be, when uh, like just like street like day in the life like or something like that. Yeah, I guess just Instagram. Fuck, it's a day in the life every day for some people. Yeah, yeah, that's true. When when kids are just so into Instagram, knowing like what every pro skater does. <laughs> yeah, probably the dude. Same. You're living the life of Ryan now, living in Cali, <laughs> waking up to that sun yeah, every day. Yeah, just in Cali. So. Yeah, I'm so sunburned. <laughs> <laughs> like I apply sunscreen every day and it just comes off and I just get so sunburned. <laughs> I think eventually you'll get used to it. So your boy Vile told us to ask you about going to Wonderland for the first time. The big bowl at Christiana. <laughs> That's funny. I we uh, me and Vile met when we were like eleven probably. We had been skating for like a year or something and we met and we we became friends and 
we're going to have a sleepover at his house and he lives at Christiania and my parents were like kind of like oh like you don't know that kid or they didn't know his parents so they my dad was like wanted to go meet his parents or something he like dropped us off there and was like hey what's up I'm like okay. Hugo's dad whatever and he was like ah maybe I like I'm not really that into like Hugo going to Wonderland there's like a lot of people smoking weed there and stuff right yeah <laughs> and then my dad left and we ate dinner with Villa's parents and then Villa's dad was like let's go to Wonderland and skate <laughs> It was sick. And I was like, what? Yeah, we're going. Yes. And then we just like didn't tell my dad. I don't know if I've even not told him that yet, probably. <laughs> but he was like, he was like, yeah, that, like too much weed in that room. Like you shouldn't go in there, probably. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and Vila's dad took us there and it was super chill. There was like one guy in there skating, you know, like my dad was just like had heard that people were getting fucked up in there or something. Mm -hmm. and we just had a really fun session we skated all night and we're just like laughing whatever having a fun session and we went home but it was like dope that his parents took me there or his dad your dad was just uh <laughs> trying to be responsible you know you can't blame yeah. him for that no he's probably a bunt fan so he's gonna hear about it now yo <laughs> yeah he'll listen be like wait what <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> what was it like riding for Alex Olsen, just going from being a young buck and then just kind of all of a sudden you're on that trip with some legends and especially Alex the God. Were you starstruck as a youngin or what? Yeah, it was it was really cool. I was definitely really nervous. Like the whole I was like really soaking everything up. I was kind of like paying attention to how everyone was, you know, I, was, I kind of felt like a you know, you're just like watching everyone when you're first meeting them and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it was really mm -hmm. cool. But then it only took like that first day of meeting everyone. And they were just all so nice and welcoming. And then we became friends really fast. And it was, we were just, it was just fun. But it was definitely, I felt like the whole time I felt like it was kind of unreal. I was, I was I couldn't really believe it. I thought it was like, whoa, this is crazy. I'm hanging out with all these guys and skating with all of them because this is cool. And I've just noticed it from YouTube before or like watched it from YouTube. And now I'm like hanging out with these people. That's <laughs> yeah. pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Also, a camping trip, you'd probably get closer real quick. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're stuck from like when you wake up till till you go to bed. Yeah, it's a good thing you got along or else that would have been the worst camping trip of your life with a bunch yeah. of strangers. If they had all hated me, they would have just like fucked with me the whole time. <laughs> that would have uh, sucked that'd be terrible do you have uh an alex story about your time on 917 yeah um i on that trip we we were kind of like we're just winging it wherever we were going to camp we we're just like pulling into like all these state parks or whatever and then you can like kind of like i think we we're leaving before the ranger gets there where you have to pay or something and we we're kind of just figuring mm -hmm. out where we we're staying by the as we went and we were looking for a spot one night and looking like on their iPhone, everyone's looking at their iPhones. We found one and we we're driving around through it. And it was like, like a trailer park more than a camping zone. Okay. And it yeah. seemed like more, a little more residential kind of, I don't remember where we were, but it was somewhere kind of like middle of America or like where we were on that trip. 
And this guy, like, classic kind of, like, redneck type of guy, he was kind of chubby, was, like, looking at our van. And Alex just yelled at him, like, the fuck are you looking at, you fat fuck? Oh, shit. <laughs> but, like, but, but, like, from through the window, like, if he couldn't hear us, you know? Yeah. yeah. But I think, like, Logan was driving, and I think maybe the window was open, and he heard it. <laughs> and like th then we just like kind of peeled out of there but this truck was following for s following us for so long after we left that trailer park and the whole time i just thought that this guy was like gonna pull us over and shoot us all <laughs> it was <laughs> holy fuck the disrespect that doesn't surprise me from alex man yeah that was crazy <laughs> It was funny. I was like, wait, whoa, he's like, just says stuff like this to people? <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. shit. Oh, God. So when we had Cyrus on, he kind of broke the news that he left 917 and that some other team riders had. You were part of that. Uh, what's your version of that story? How did it go down for you? Well, I don't know where I should start with that, but so Cyrus like had been bummed for a longer period of time wanting to push through these different things that didn't happen, kind of, like, he's been over it for a longer time, and or doubting it or whatever he's been thinking, and then that hit his, when he realized he was pretty much over it, I didn't know that it was like that, but... Me and Logan was together, and he just called Logan and was like, fuck, I'm fucking over it. I want to quit. And I kind of, like, kind of panicked. I was like, no, you can't quit. Like, what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we were like, we're going to make it. We're, this is going to be dope. We're going to make it work. But then we kind of talked about it, and different things with the company wasn't, like, going the way we wanted it to go and wasn't being how we all kind of envisioned it. Mm -hmm. and um there was no pulling cyrus back and then it was kind of like shit then the domino effect kind of just started i guess and if one person leaves then this person's gonna leave and then no one's gonna be left back so we just all kind of left damn um i was just kind of i understood cyrus and i've been feeling the same but i guess i just like hadn't been as I hasn't been, wasn't as into it as he was. He, mm -hmm. I wasn't being mm -hmm. as, I wasn't doing graphics or doing anything like that. So I didn't have to deal with like work related tension like that. Yeah. So it didn't bother me as much, but I could see uh, stuff. Just, it just made sense to me when I had everything shown or whatever the way Cyrus explained what he was feeling. Mm -hmm. And I did agree that it had gotten a bit stale. We hadn't done been doing that many things um right. so we're seeing whatever is gonna happen now yeah so tell us so, a bit about that yeah yeah i don't really know we're we're like trying to figure it out still what we want to do everyone like if whatever we're gonna do and it's pretty difficult to figure that out but um 918 skateboards yeah just adding an extra number <laughs> like one thousands or something like that yeah. um but yeah it's like making a company is a lot of work and we have to figure out if 
it's going to happen or not or if whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think people are getting different offers too. I don't really know what's going on with that, but I think we're going to do something. So is it like the whole group is is staying together and you guys are planning to work on something or yeah we're trying to we're all like talking and trying to figure out a group decision of what we can do what kind of boards are you skating right now anti-hero and frog boards i've been skating sick sick john alden's been really nice sending me anti-hero boards and then chris and jesse have been hooking me up too just been kind of skating random boards hell yeah but i like those (laughs) they have good shapes Mm -hmm. so we have a question for you from good friend of the pod, Yalda Hallberg. How did you decide to leave the safest, most chill country and move to the sketchiest country in the world? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, I, I just fell in love with my girlfriend, or we're married now, my wife. Oh, and okay. I was just like, she, she can only live there. She can't come to Copenhagen for work and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was like, I'm just going to go there. And it's not... It Then it so just happened that it was pretty lucky that a bunch of my friends and Logan, who I skate with all the time, also live here. Mm -hmm. But I wouldn't have... I would have never moved if it wasn't for her living here. Yeah. It sounds like Yalda misses you, man. I know I miss <laughs> I miss them so much too. It's like it's really fun skating here, but there's something so sick about just biking around and skating spots within a two mile radius. Yeah, you don't get there anywhere else really. Mm-hmm. So how are you uh, adjusting to the life off the bike and in traffic? <laughs> Trying to stretch a little more. And just like, dude, it just takes a long time. I have to like leave. It takes me like an hour to get into skating or like 45 minutes. It's not that bad, but it's just pretty different. But now I've just adjusted. So it's like when I go in the morning, it's a good time to like call all my friends in Denmark or family. While you're driving? Yeah, I'm just like spending time (laughs) chatting to them. It's really nice. But it's pretty cool that you do have the option of driving because you can bring more stuff to spots you know or like if you need like you can carry around brooms or whatever stuff like bondo or whatever if you need Mm -hmm. to fix spots you can just keep all that in your car extra boards and all that shit yeah five pairs of shoes (laughs) 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 there's it's like wasn't there like youtube videos of like pros showing what was in their trunk something yeah. and they had just like this most ridiculous shit in there <laughs> dude i remember in uh one of the old on videos uh Deerdick was showing off his like blacked out skate mobile <laughs> that had like flat bars built into it oh, and like a generator shit. in the back oh, yeah, and it yeah. was like i remember the most that decked out vehicle ever y- you could pull out like a mani pad from the <laughs> back of the truck or something <laughs> that was ridiculous playing, that was insane that. so legend that yeah. was like the the pimp my ride one yeah. when they're like we heard you like skating so we're gonna yeah. put a rail on your car uh who did that again exhibit he was crazy man yeah he was he like was yeah so- dope <laughs> oh you watched your mtv back in loving that. Yeah, yeah i want like it. all of that <laughs> 
Snake Life, Skate Life has constructed 10 skate parks in developing countries that have positively impacted the lives of thousands in communities that can't access these opportunities. This message was provided to you by CHPO. If you want to support Make Life Skate Life, you can visit their website, makelifeskatelife.org, or purchase the Beirut sunglasses from chpobrand.com. 100% of the profits will be donated. CHPO Brand, doing it for the people. So Hugo, you know, you've got your American wife now, you're settled in California, man. But we got to know, are you still the king of Copenhagen? <laughs> no, never, never been. It's <laughs> <laughs> such a funny term. I've, I've done another interview where who told you to ask that question? I read that in one in probably the interview you're talking about. Oh, yeah, they're like. So are you the, the king of uh, Copenhagen? Um, no, it's just like a, a joke. I think it, it comes from our friend Magnus. Our friend Magnus was just saying it to me and Villa when we would go out a lot and going to bars. We would be like, oh, we're over here, we're over there, or whatever. He's like, oh, you're the king or whatever. Like, <laughs> just going all over town. It was like like a party term, I kind of, I guess. Oh, when you're yeah, like yeah. going out a lot. Young Buck making it pop in them streets. <laughs> so now that you're gone and you can't be the king anymore, who would you give the crown to? Who's the king of Copenhagen now? Ville. He's holding it down. Yeah. <laughs> He's got the crown, man. We got to get yeah. him on here one day. I know. One day. And it will be juicy. Help us get him on. And uh, before I forget, I also got to make sure you're part of the campaign to help us get nick stain the god on the pod oh shit we need your boy okay is he on hockey now or fa yeah yeah he's on hockey yeah. he's on hockey okay, okay right yeah next you, next time i talk to him I'll, I'll pull some threats that way you got a <laughs> you got a nick story for the people or what man that guy's too sick yeah he is fucking sick yeah, he was staying with me, like, one of the years that Copenhagen Pro was going on. And um, we were, like, all at this one club where it was, like, an after party for all this. Like, whatever, uh, like, the contest in this, like, big mm -hmm. club. And, we're ever, like, every skater that we knew was there. Everyone was just, like, dancing and whatever, drinking. And I was like, yeah, Nick, this is whatever, sick, you're here, it's dope. And he was just like, I fucking hate techno. <laughs> <laughs> or he didn't say, he was oh, like, shit. I fucking hate techno. He was like not having a good time at all. <laughs> and then damn. he just like walked outside, I think. And I was like, damn, he's not having a good time. And we just uh. went, <laughs> we went home. You thought you were being like the best host in the world just like bringing it yeah i was like this is fun right and he just he was just only there because i didn't take him home <laughs> oh shit oh shit Stain. that's too good yeah but um i don't know i have a lo lot of good stories we were in london together for like i think we did two trips to london together just me and him in an airbnb together and like one morning he took the electric thing like the electric water boiler <laughs> that you're supposed to plug in and just put it on the stove and turned it on <laughs> and like burnt the whole the whole kettle. 
Because <laughs> I guess at at home he had he had the old school coffee machine that you bo- you boil your water and he just like got it mixed up. <laughs> <laughs> so he took it off the stand and put no, it. We were on like the stove. we were like sitting on the couch watching a skate video. I was like, what the fuck is this smell? There's <laughs> burnt plastic in the whole house. <laughs> oh shit, Daner man, that's too good. <laughs> yeah, that was dope. But I haven't seen him in a long time. I miss him. Like, I don't know when I last saw him, actually. It's been, like, before, way before quarantine, almost. But I hope yeah. I'll probably see him soon. I hope he comes out here. That'd be sick. You used to have a job building skate parks in Copenhagen. Obviously, you're not doing that anymore. But can you give us a good story from living on the site with the boys? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That was, that was really cool. I did that for, like, two and a half years, living with Balder and Peter and Herm mainly and gorm too these guys they they have a really cool company that they're building skate parks all over denmark and they like took me in when i stopped going to school and was like you if you don't go to school you got to come work with us and i was like yeah sure <laughs> and I ended up working there for so long and it was really cool it was like a lot of work and it's tough but it was also really fun because we'd always go skate after work and you get to skate the parks that you're building and stuff sick but one time, me and Peter, we were, like, sharing the wagon. You live in this trailer with, like, a bedroom in each end. And then in the middle, there's a kitchen and a bathroom little section. And we bought this, like, air, no, uh, fryer. And we were, like, just frying everything we ate for <laughs> for two months. We were, like, just making fries and burgers. And, like, we were frying, like, trying to fry Mars bars, too. Snickers or whatever. And... The sm- the oil we never changed it, and we were just in that closed little van frying stuff up. That every night we would go to bed crying because there was so much like oil and like toxic shit oh, in the air. Oh, it was no. so gross. No. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty nasty, but it was it was fun. <laughs> the juice wasn't worth the squeeze. No, we were hyped once we had to move. Uh, we threw that <laughs> fry away. <laughs> I never want to own a fryer again. <laughs> so you just oh. came in hot with your boy Oski in the new Nike video, constant bunch of heavy hitters in there. How fun was it working on that project? That was really cool. That was It was for kind of like a short time. Ant told me that they were making this Blazer video and Oski had filmed stuff for it. And I should like go get some clips for it also. And then... Once we started going, we just kind of kept going because we're like, we're lucky, whatever, kept getting clips for it. And he was like, yeah, you should just keep getting clips. Maybe you'll get a part. And then we kind of like came through and <laughs> had that happen. But it was just me and Ant a lot of the times. And it was really fun, actually. I hadn't filmed much with him before that. We went on one trip, but this was like a lot of days back to back. Grant came out in a Tiba. That was pretty pretty legendary sessions. Sick. How fucking good is Ant, man? I always see clips of him once in a while, and he seems like he fucking should be not always behind the lens, but in front of it, too. I know. He can front crook anything, and for so long. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. He's really, really good. I don't know. And then we are like, trying to... But there's some tricks he can't do. He can't really kickflip, I think. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Was not trying to put him on blast. Ant's a really good <laughs> skater. He's a really nice guy too. 
a good filmer. He did a good job. I think it was like the the video he's like worked the most on before. So it was like big for him, which was really cool too. Mm -hmm. And I think he did a good job. Yeah, he killed it. Fucking yeah, you all killed it. That was uh, that was a really crazy video. It was I wasn't expecting so many bangers and so many big names. It was a yeah. cool one for sure. Congrats. I know. Yeah. I I hadn't seen all that London stuff, so I, when that part came, I was like, what the fuck, Koran? Like, that was like the gnarliest part that he had. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he went yeah. insane. He like went in for that. It was really cool to see. Yeah, there's a lot of legends in there. Carlos Ribeiro is one of my favorite skaters. Whew. Now you're talking our language, man. That's too. <laughs> He's, has he been on this, on the month? Yeah. He was the last episode of, of last season, so he was our big ender. Oh, sick. Dude, he's the sickest dude. I watched him do his ender, and it was the most fucked up thing I've ever seen. When he did the <laughs> switch flip, backside no spawn on that rail. Yeah. yeah. What I want to know, I got to hit him up. How, when did he do that? Because one of the questions we asked him was like, you have the best switch flip back nose blunt in skateboarding, but you haven't done like a signature one yet on a handrail or on a hubba. So I'm just curious if he was keeping that secret and he had already landed it mm. or if he did it after we asked him the question. When was that? He did it like a month ago. Oh, oh so, so it was after. He it did it after. like he did it like deadline week. Say you might have been in his head, man. Oh shit! I gotta hit him. You up. maybe you maybe you um, maybe you inspired him to do it, hyped him up. I'll yeah, let try. me take let me take credit for that real quick. Because <laughs> we we interviewed him back in March, so he, he, yeah, he didn't do that. He in may March. have been onto something. Sick. <laughs> Damn. What I want to know too is what's the trick Kyle's talking about when you guys asked him like the craziest thing he's filmed, and he was like, "It's yet to be put out." <laughs> Yo, good oh, question. Yeah. What clip was that? Is it out yet? Know. He did drop a video part though. After that, like he dropped his part. I wonder what it was. We need to follow up. No, go, gotta, maybe I'll just text him. You're onto something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, text te him and then text, text us and, and let yeah. us know. <laughs> that switch back tail he did in London was fucked up. Imagine, but imagine he takes that as disrespect. It's like, yo. Oh my god! It's like you didn't notice. Yeah, yeah. He's like, but everything he does like, is fucked up. <laughs> I know, but he's just everything he does is mind blowing to me. It could For be sure. that switch tail, the switchback yeah. tail. That was insane. That is insane. And the frontside flip before is too mm -hmm. good. So fucking good. Yeah, you can't replicate that guy's style. So uh, back to you, Hugo. How did you end up DJing at Copenhagen Fashion Week, man? How's that happen? <laughs> That was with Villa too. It was it was that guy, um, Silas Atla. He has a company called Soland. It's like a like a fashion company in Copenhagen, streetwear kind of fashion. Mm -hmm. And I get he just had like a party. He like throw threw a party and asked if me and Villa wanted to like DJ the like opener when people walk into the party or something. And we were like, yeah, sure, that's sick. We were like, we we're 16. <laughs> and we were like, yeah, that sounds fun. <laughs> and then we didn't know how to do the USB thing or like the one on the mixer or whatever. So we just brought mm -hmm. out two iPhones and just. Oh, no. <laughs> and we ended up like DJing for 
three or four hours till like from like nine till past midnight or something like that and Damn. everyone just was like bringing us alcohol and we we're like <laughs> we we're we we're just like what the fuck's going we we're like mm-hmm. having such a fun time and then at the end they came up and gave us like a envelope with like 200 bucks in it or something and we we're just like these what? people are fucking stupid they're like giving us money to do this shit it was so but it was funny we were just playing like all the music we liked from like skate videos and like whatever hip-hop and then like some of our friends random music we were putting on and everyone like thought it was good i guess they were like some people came up was like yeah you gotta come like dj in new york and do these things and we, were, like, <laughs> <laughs> we were like what the fuck yeah, that's epic. It was so because f- we were just thought it was so funny. We weren't like even old enough to be in that club, and we were like <laughs> DJing, and they were giving us bottles of vodka. <laughs> Dude, the kings of Copenhagen, man. They want you in New York. Well, we want you in Canada, man. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was the only time we DJed. We're trying to throw a contest slash just a fun event. That was supposed to be this summer. Hopefully it goes down next summer. So might have to get you up here to fucking get on the ones and twos. Damn. I don't know if you still have an iPod, but shit, cuz. Let's get it. No, I think um, I think you, you can book us in. <laughs> <laughs> you have an opening, eh? Yeah, but just for the opening. All right. All right. First day, maybe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that sounds yeah, fun, though. the rest of the time. And I've never been to Canada. I want to go. You got to well, come, man. That's the time. Next, next summer, summer. Man. next summer. Yeah, this summer's probably for a wash, sure. but next summer. Mm-hmm. So over here at the Bunt, we're all about going behind the scenes on some of our guests' favorite tricks. And for you, it's got to be the ender from the 917 video too, man. Tell us a little bit about that wall ride. Oh, in Atlanta? That was, um, we were on a trip there and... We went to that spot almost every day because that's like a whole plaza. I don't know if you guys have been there, but it I can't remember mm-hmm. what they call it, but it's like the main spot Is it there. AT&T or something? I, I can't remember, but it's like there's like a deck up the back with a bunch of ledges, and then you, you walk down these huge stairs, and there's a, more long ledges, and then the stairs are over there and the wall rides and bigger and smaller wall. It's like a whole skate park almost, that whole plaza. So we went yeah. there all the time and skated, and then... I think the last, or one of the days we were, last later days we were there, I was just wall riding the steps and I was kind of thinking you could wall ride and pop out and then go like into the transition or like into the next bank. Mm-hmm. But could I was like too scared to try that. I couldn't really see myself doing that. And then I, but on one of the tries, I kind of launched onto that pad thing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, maybe this is possible. <laughs> and it kind of like just worked out. Like it, mm-hmm. I can't remember. I like did I one try where I like shot it out. and I was like, whoa, I can like probably put that down. And then I, I put it on. I did it and rid on it and jumped off the end. And then I did it again and like did the wall right into the second one. That shit was crazy, man. Thanks. But then that guy Tanner Van Vark. He did the wall ride to pop into the next one, but on the opposite side. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. That guy is crazy. He is fucking gnarly, yeah. But I, <laughs> that was... Insane. I don't know. I saw the footage later, but after I had that... Co- it was like on the cover of Train 12. After that, mm-hmm. 
he had like a real ad where he it was like a sequence and he did it. And I was That's like, whoa, crazy. he like did the, he did the trick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's fucked. And but, I think it was two tricks before that in the video, the 180 nose grind down the rail and you like died twice. Oh, that was twice. bad. Did you try eat shit and then go back to get it and then you just died again and you're like, I'm over. Yeah, it was so fucking bad. Oh. I like Try, uh, me and Logan were skating there. I was like, oh, I just kind of learned uh, 180 nose grinds. I'm going to try it down this rail. <laughs> I think it's going to work. And then I got into it and grinded the whole thing down and just jumped off. And I was like, well, oh, fuck, whatever. And I tried again and I just turned it a little too much where I think my tail hits the wall or something. And mm-hmm. then everything just fucks up my foot gets stuck on my board or my foot gets stuck between the rail and the wall or something and i fall to my back it's like i thought i had like broken my back when i first landed or something i was like this was this is fucked and i was like scared to get up and but whatever i like opened my eyes and i got up and it was actually fine i just had to walk it off yeah then i waited like four days maybe and i started being able to skate again and it was coming up for the deadline of the 917 video and i was like fuck this foot i want to get this and we went back there and i got into one jumped off and the exact same thing just happened fuck oh man <laughs> it's literally identical bales They're it was the, like so, the exact yeah, same me and logan looked at it and he was like i don't even know if i can use both of them like it's a <laughs> it was so bad i was like yeah that was the dumbest i've felt in a while trying or like in the air when my foot was stuck again i was just like no not again what the fuck <laughs> yeah so you're saying you're not going back to finish that one fuck no i've been there three times actually since that slam and every time i've just like not skated at all <laughs> yeah <laughs> like not fuck. not to try the trick but someone else had been skating yeah. and i'm just looking at that rail like oh, don't don't look at it <laughs> <laughs> that would be a sick clip though I know. Mm-hmm. I would have liked to get that, but the risk on that now is just too much. It's too scary to try. <laughs> <laughs> we saw on your Insta that you're about to have a daughter. Huge congrats on that. Other than that, thank you. What's next for Hugo, man? Uh, that's like the right now. We're just waiting for her to come. There's only five more weeks till my wife's due, and she's gonna wow. come. She might come early or what? We don't know, but yeah, we're just like kind of preparing for that, getting our house ready and like getting a baby room ready and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, trying, I'm kind of also trying to get some kind of some more clips before she comes, so <laughs> that I can kind of chill for a little bit. Oh yeah. Um. So I've been going out and skating a lot, but then coming home and like getting all that stuff ready at the same time we're doing like birth prep classes and all these things online um getting everything ready but it's that's what that's like the next thing just preparing for her to come we just want to meet her and like be with her that's exciting stuff you're going hard on the board right now so you can have some paternity leave eh? (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. basically (laughs) save up some um save up some clips (laughs) (laughs) it's crazy one of the like craziest things about having a kid is the first skate session after the baby's born oh yeah i'll like never forget the first time going skating after my son was born i was like at the skate park that's like 
three minutes away from my house. Yeah. And I think it was maybe like a week and a half or two weeks old. And I just went out for like an hour. And I remember like standing there waiting for my turn. And I was just like, what the fuck am I doing here? Worrying about like doing a nose grind when I should just be at home, you know, like it was just like a crazy feeling. Like, I think I was like trying a trick that I was having trouble doing and I was getting kind of annoyed with it. And I was like, I should just, I should just go home, man, and be with the baby. This is, I know, I should, I, I shouldn't be worried about this right now. <laughs> I can, I can, I can imagine exactly how that's feeling, because that's how I've been feeling with uh, going skating lately. I've kind of been like, if I'm not really like being productive, I like, mm-hmm. fe- it's kind of hard for me to justify like not being there helping her and like f- making comforting her, you know. So mm-hmm. I can only imagine, like, when you then have the kid, you're like, wait, what? The? Like, I was talking to my friend Santi, who just had his kid two months ago. And he said that when he left to go skate the first time, like you said, he was like, felt like he was doing something wrong. Like, he shouldn't shouldn't be out doing that. Yeah. And I remember, like, some of my friends were, like, looking at me like, dude, didn't you just, like, have a baby, like two weeks ago like what are you doing at dumb batman like why are you at the skate park and i'm like i don't i don't know like i actually don't know why i'm here maybe just i like should your, just go you know? it's your little um uh, peace of mind just like to reset yeah exactly but yeah uh, that seems that's a big change congrats though man it's gonna be thank you it's it's the best thing yeah we're really excited thank you and if uh if she needs uh a really good uncle. Safe is one of the best, man. Oh, so, sick. Video <laughs> chat uncle say he's uh, he's got all the answers for the babies. Hell yeah. You guys got to come chill with us out here. Yeah, we got to get down to Cali, man. Next winter for show. Got a bunch of mm-hmm. skate dates. Yeah. But yeah, I was just thinking about it must be even worse. You know how you're saying like it's nice to go skate as like your mental reset sometimes. And those sessions are the yeah. worst when you when you just want to go skate to forget about everything else and then you have a bad session on top of it, it's like the worst. Oh, yeah. It must be even worse when you have a baby at home and you're like, fucking have a bad sesh. Yeah, you you think, oh, you're just going to do a chill little kickflip, you land prima on each shit. <laughs> you're like, you're like oh, I should have stayed at home. Uh, yeah, and like the feeling you're having now is like, it's so true with skating because if you think about it, when you're not worried about things at home and you can just like go skate all day, any day, the amount of skating sometimes you actually do is so small compared to how long you're out of the house. You know, you, you'll feel bad just naturally, but it's just like what skating is, you know? Yeah, you're just with the homies. But it's true. You're like, oh, we're, I'm just like eating a little bit of food, chilling, <laughs> looking around. <laughs> like, Am I actually doing anything right now? <laughs> oh, that's dope, though, man. You guys are gonna be, you're gonna be a great dad, man. Thank you. Yo, yo, yo! It's Rapid Fire with the Ghost, and this week we brought to you by Real Skateboards. Big news coming out of the Real Camp. Harry Lintel got the surprise of a lifetime. His friends and family surprised him at his hometown shop of Black Sheep in Manchester with his first pro deck for real. Big congrats to Harry. You already know he deserves it. So make sure you go support the rookie pro and grab his board available at Pawn Shop, Slam City Skates, Lab CPH, 510, Useless Wooden Toys, Familia, and finer skate shops near you. And if you haven't, 
Make sure you check out his part, Northern Grit, on Thrasher. Homie's been killing it this year. You dig? You might even say he's been keeping it real hairy in the streets. All right, Hugo, you know what time it is. A little rapid fire with your boy. You ready to make it pop? <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Favorite skater? Phil Shaw. Oh, sick. Favorite video? Maybe Antihero the Fucktards video. Favorite video part? Grant Taylor debacle part, maybe. For Favorite sure. style? Kyle Wilson. Sick. Oh. Which skater had the biggest influence on the way you skate? Probably Peter Stee from Copenhagen. He's a legend there. He was telling me the do's and don'ts when I was growing up. But Sick. Um, Sick. then, like, watching Cardiel and Grant Taylor. It's, like, probably what I... When I was, like, younger, I was like, that's, like, what I want to try to skate. Like, that seems fun or whatever. Most talented skateboarder on planet Earth. Tiago Lemos. Or, or Ishad. True. Fuck. Either... Uh, can I say both? Yeah. That's a good one-two punch right there. Yeah. Favorite trick? Kickflip. Hardest trick for you? Switch tray. Never done one. What? <laughs> Yo, I'm ending so this hard. interview right fuck here, man. It's over. <laughs> what? I did bad? <laughs> Most illegal trick? Most stinking trick is laser flow. Favorite clip you've ever gotten? Probably that 50 that was just in the Nike video. That like mm -hmm. back 50 I did down the rail before Oski's part starts. That's Ooh, the, the one push. That was like the scariest rail thing I've ever done. So I was yeah. pretty yeah, high. There's no that. run up. It's so like shaky <laughs> and shitty, but <laughs> I, I like. Why did you skate that rail? It seems so sketchy. Oh, because we drove past it and I was like, oh, that looks like a good rail. And then, <laughs> and then we checked it and it was just so bad. And I. But, but I had told Fletch and Wheatley that I wanted to skate it, and they were there, and I was like, okay, I gotta just do it still. Damn! <laughs> like they were both there, and I was like, fuck, I don't want to pull out of that now. Yeah, no yeah. bunting. Worst trend you've been a part of? Probably like spiking my hair when I was ten. <laughs> like right before That's I got into sick. skating, like when I was eight or nine, I would like put so much wax in my hair, and it was just. Like spiked all fucking crazy. <laughs> That's fire though. I like that trick. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Gnarliest trick you've ever witnessed? I've uh, the one Carlos. Switch the back sense. nose blunt. Yeah. What's the one trick that got away? This rail I tried to grind for the Nike video that I didn't grind, but uh, I think I'm gonna try it again. Okay, okay. Right. Keep our eyes peeled. I thought you were going to say 180 nose grind in the 917. Oh, I didn't video. even think about that. <laughs> that one definitely got away. That one, like, <laughs> ran away. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. What's the last new trick you learned? Most recent trick I learned is uh, Nolly Heel. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say uh, you had a sick um, nose manny Nolly flip. Oh, thank you. No, but that trick is like, I can do it, but it takes like a, like tries to do that trick. Nolly heel, I've never been able to do. Like I would always kick down, and now I can do it. 
I'm still practicing it a little more. <laughs> <laughs> What's the biggest bunt you've ever witnessed? One time, I don't know if it's like a bunt because it. You know Franco from New York, who was like in the nine one seven, who had parts oh, in the nine one seven videos. I can't remember mm-hmm. if he did it or not, but he was trying to tail grab. No, pop shove a tail grab. This insane, like just drop in in Mexico City. <laughs> It's like a, a so tall, like ten feet tall, or something like that, and then it's just like a big block. It's just like a big one block, and <laughs> and he was just trying to tip pop shove a tail grab it, and his like pants were all ripped, so his whole underwear and ass was like out of the pants. Oh, and no. I can't remember if he did it or not, but he was like, "I'm gonna do it this one," and his ass just came more and more out the pants. <laughs> You know, I, I wouldn't put anything past that guy. Oh, he, he's like someone who he'll tell you a a trick he's gonna try, and you'll just be like, "Dude, there's no way." And then he actually pulls it off. It out. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I, he might actually it. have done it, but I fucked. But <laughs> I was like, "No way, this is going down. This is insane." Say, <laughs> for some reason, it just made me think of uh, uh, Bob Lasalle's drop-in bunt in London. Oh my god. I think I still have some of those uh, clips on my phone. What was that? Uh, one of our good homies, uh, Bob LaSalle. I don't know. We were just in London. And we all went out for dinner one night. Like so many of us, probably like 12 of us. And then we're walking just to get some beers. And we walk past this like huge potential like drop-in thing. It's like a huge bank with like a six-foot drop after the bank. And then like... The drop-in parts like another six feet on top of the bank so he's like 20 feet or maybe like whatever he's he's way up there and it's on like a main road so people are like starting to like oh, yeah. stop and watch this guy potentially drop in and he's like on there with his tail hanging over and he's like you know when you're like trying to psych yourself up and you're like doing that with your tail and then he's just like no i can't do it and he had to like jump down and shit but it could have been the most insane epic drop in yeah bob is dope yeah he wanted it bad he wanted to do it oh he was like had already done it in his head (laughs) yeah bob is sick i'm a i'm a fan of him sick i've met him out here canadian legend yeah he is what's your dream job after skating i don't know like somewhere where you can just create stuff like maybe like being a sculpture or something like that, and then you just sell that for a lot of money. That would be pretty sick. <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> That's fire. Favorite local brand, for sure. Dancer. Favorite local skater. Noah Vester. He's a he's a ripper. What's the one sponsor you regret riding for? Official hats. No, <laughs> really. <laughs> <laughs> they're actually really shit. nice i i got a i was like f- flow through a distribution in denmark <laughs> and i was just so random because I, I had so many hats at home and i like never wore any of them because they weren't really my style <laughs> and, and when i moved here i just like had like 20 official hats that i put in the trash <laughs> oh shit <laughs> damn forgot about that brand favorite teammate ever Villa. I have the most fun skating with him. Worst teammate ever. My worst teammate. <laughs> and, but he's also the best, but he's the worst. And it's um, Magnus Berger. Because he'll get you drunk and then be like, it's all goody. And then you're 
hungover the next day and he's like you can skate and you're like oh no <laughs> and he's like you gotta do it but then he's like the the happiest person so he'll like make you just have so much fun but not that productive on this one trip we went on we just filmed fucking like two clips or something like that because yeah. <laughs> we were just we were just uh drinking a lot Worst company? Uh, tensor trucks. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's I think oh, there's some true. bad trucks. <laughs> yeah, I had some tensors back in the day. I I fully bought into that uh, slider. Piece. Really? Uh, you had the oh, thing yeah. on. I you had the thing on. Work. Oh yeah, I thought my no slides were going. Oh my man. god, that is sick. <laughs> Worst trend. The cuffed pants with cuffed beanie and tucked in shirt. <laughs> Worst style. Ryan Schickler. Last person you want on the sesh. Uh, Bam Majera. Whoa! <laughs> Why? Sounds hectic. Why Bam? <laughs> Sounds hectic, yeah. Oh, fucking Bam. I was like, he's gnarly. Yeah, so you ain't down for a sash up at his place with the ramps, man? Oh, fuck. Maybe I should take this back. <laughs> yeah, I think you'd be into that. Oh, fuck. Oh, he just seems he seems oh. kind of scary. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Hugo. That's going to wrap up the interview, man. Thank you so much for taking some time out of your busy day to spend it here inside Studio E. Yeah, thank you, guys. That was fun. I laughed a lot. <laughs> We'll catch you in Cali next winter, hopefully. Fucking thanks yeah. for coming on, G. This is the post office brought to you by our good friends over at Dickie's Skateboarding. Quality workwear since 1922. From the work site to the streets, nobody keeps you fitted like Dickie's Skateboarding. All right, Ghost. Who we got up first? You've got mail. Oh, first up, we got a big email from Keegan Morike. Morike. <laughs> yeah, have you been watching uh, Moriki? Money Heist, and that's why your accent's coming yeah, back. Yeah, it's back, dog. So good, no, but <laughs> I, I probably pronounced that with the wrong accent. I don't know what background that name is, but shout out to you I, people say my name wrong every day i know how it goes yo i was at dumbad the other day and someone came up to me and it was like hey are you safer <laughs> no, so like, even in my own city man even in my own city nah not quite uh, i already know y'all will butcher my last name so it's all good <laughs> long time listener first time emailer I understand the Mickey Papa slander that comes from Seifa, but I came across a video the other day of a possible Seifa Mickey hang sesh. It, it appears as though you two were buddy-buddy at some point. It's an SBC skate video on YouTube. Not much of a question, but I feel like this needs to be addressed, if it hasn't already. First of all, I know what video that is. I think it was the uh, that contest at Niagara Falls. can't remember what it was called. but. As if you fuck. How the hell did you come across that video? That's so fucking. Searching, searching. Must must have been looking for. I mean, Mickey Papa's got a million other things you would find if you type his name in first. You must have been YouTubing your boy, man. I hope. Uh, <laughs> hope you 
found something you enjoyed watching. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I told the story. You'll have to go find it. I think I told it last season, right, Donald? Just yeah. the whole thing. Uh, so I won't go through the whole thing. But yes, um, when I met Mickey, there was already Mickey Slander popping. But I met him and I was like, oh, you know what? I give everyone a chance. And we got along at first. And then uh, a little like a year or two later, he pissed me off. And it's been you know, almost spiteful <laughs> motherfucker. But yeah, we, we definitely used to be homies. And I guess that video happened when we were still cool. What's happening in the video? It was just, I, I don't remember, but I, I just remember there's like a bunch of skating, but then they're also asking like questions to people, like random like trivia shit. And I'm assuming me and Mickey were just like answering questions together or something. I, I'll have to go watch it. If, if that's not the case, I'll explain it next week, but uh, we'll keep it moving for now. Thanks for the email. All right, next up, we got an email from Zach Goud. What's good, Bunk Gang? Just wanted to say you guys are doing the Lord's work for the skate world, keeping it real. I would love to hear an episode with a skate photographer, Atiba, Michael Mealy, or Gabe Morford. I would love to hear their gnarliest trick they've seen go down answers. Cheers to a couple of green cans, lads. Have we had a photographer on or never? Just some videographers. Yeah, I think we were going to spark it with uh, Ryan Allen, but... He wants to do it in person, so obviously that's been delayed because we haven't been traveling. But mm -hmm. uh, yeah, we got to get a T-bon. Yeah, we 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 should do that. If not this season, uh, next season we're gonna get a photographer. Let's do it. All right, next up we got an email from Herbie Willis. Yo, boys, hope you have been enjoying what you can this summer and getting mad clips in these streets. I was watching that cross-continental thing and then re-watched the part as well. Still fucking incredible. But I was thinking, is that tray flip in the line at Pulaski the best ever? It is beautiful. Where does he stand in the switch tray gang as well? Finally, if you could smoke a blunt with one pro from the early 90s, early 2000s, who would it be? And who do you think was getting the best weed back then? Looking forward to another banging season. Herbie, brother, you picked an absolute real one of a tray flip. That thing was a, a thing of beauty, man. Might have to find a place for that in the tray flip challenge if that ever pops off. Best one ever, though. Tough to say, man. There's been a lot of really good tray flips. I still think my favorite flat ground tray flip ever is Wade Diaz-Sance, man. Like, hard to compete with that one. Yeah, best ever. That... When we do do the tray flip bracket, it's going to be the most controversial thing of all time. It should be all flat ground. <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, it's the only way to compare, man. But yeah, we're. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to do that. Not this season, maybe next season. We still got to bang out fakey tray first and then leave the most controversial for, for last because everyone has a different favorite tray flip well actually my favorite tray flip not on flat is uh furby from the baker death wish tour <laughs> the original one foot catch that one the original, that's going in the original stanky leg yes sir um yeah thanks for bringing that one to our attention it is beautiful uh his switch tray gang standing he's high up in the ranks he's not at the highest level but he's 
got a hella crispy switch tray. The one in his verso part down the double was exquisite. And then, Donald, you can take this one. Who would you smoke a blunt with from the early 90s, 2000s, and who was getting the best weed back then? Honestly, I'd go with Fred Gall, probably. <laughs> Absolute legend. And uh, I don't know, like... How the hell I would know who would be getting the best weed, but I know who was getting the worst. Matt Reason, dog, smoking his dreads. His weed was so shit. So uh, I'll smoke with Freddie, and I ain't smoking with Matt Reason. How about that? Damn, I love it. All right, next up, we got a voice note from our fantasy football listener league legend, Travis Orton. Always dropping voice notes. Always coming at the ghost. Let's take a listen. Tucker with the rebound. The Suns are not going to foul. It's been a 50-year journey. Wisconsin, we've got a room at the top of the world tonight. The Milwaukee Bucks are NBA champions. How you like them apples? Welcome back. Missed you guys. Hope all is well. Fuck the 49ers and cancer. One question, can the Bucks repeat? I'll leave it at that. Again, welcome back. Glad to have you guys back on Wednesdays because life is fucking boring and shitty. Till next time, peace, love, go Bucks, fuck the 49ers. Signing out. Trav, congrats again on your Bucks winning. You deserve it. No one deserves it more than you. And the players. Uh, but uh, can they repeat? Yes, definitely. Especially with like another year of continuity. But I think it's going to take another kind of miracle run with some injuries to players on the Nets and or Lakers or, yeah, I don't know. Right now, obviously, the overwhelming favorites to go to the finals are Lakers and Nets. Uh, I'm really excited to see the Nets, but um, if the Bucks repeat, I'm not mad. I'd be hyped. Mm-hmm. Watching that finals seemed like Giannis really found himself. And uh, yeah, sky's the limit for the Bucks. They can win again. Obviously, like so many teams in the league are filled with stars. You never know what's going to happen with injuries and stuff, but definitely possible they can repeat. A lot of guys on that Bucks team we like, you know. It was a little bit more fun when it was like the Raptors Bucks rivalry with us and Travis, but yeah. we're dust now. So enjoy, uh, enjoy your stay up top, man. All right, next up we got an email from Max Thorner. What's up, Bunt? I'm curious if you would agree that when you really think about a big spin, it seems like an illegal trick. Why is a three shove body burial a widely accepted trick in skating? Bro, you dead wrong. Big spins are beautiful. <laughs> Basically, every direction you do it. Like when I first, what is the worst big spin? The worst big spin, probably nolly back big spin. Yeah, true. Yeah, like yeah, big spin's so far from being illegal, it's insane. Especially back big spin and front big spin and switch back big spin. They're all good, man. Yeah, like if you if you body varial the other way, now we're talking highly illegal. But what what a three shove body varial the other way? Yeah. <laughs> when I, I skipped the first part, I just read that 
three shove. Like I just read the second part first. Why is a three shove body varial a widely accepted trick? And I was like, no, it isn't. Yeah, I don't know. Sorry, neither of us agree. Dead wrong. Big spins are beautiful. Just look at fucking who's got the cleanest big spins? Ellington. <laughs> Switch front big spins and back big spins. My favorites might be uh, Divine Callaway. Switchback big spins. Who's got a good switchback biggie? Morgan Smith. Adrian Eschweiler. <laughs> yep. P-Rod. Fakey, fakey big spin, Cody Brown. Yeah. Uh, ben Davis. Woo. Jesus. The list goes on, man. Like, big spins are good to go. Sorry, Max. We can't ride with you on that one, bro. Nolly big spin, frontside. Fucking Cody Brown again. Will Marsh. Bump to bar. Yeah. Our boy. Brad Cromer, you know what I'm saying, over picnic tables. All right, next up, we've got an email from Larry Perkins. Yo, Bunk Gang, the Insta of y'all heading to Studio E had me dying. Also, that edit of Safe at Skateloft was dope. Man's be getting his own back switch. Your regular trade didn't look bad at all. I had enough with the compliments. Let's make this short, you dig? First, who is your least favorite guest you've had on the pod, and why is it Clint Walker? Least favorite guest off top, man. Who was it? We've been asked this question a few times over the years. I always say Nick Tucker. And not because he wasn't a nice guy and I've bumped into him in California. Like, sweet dude. But it was just the, uh, just the, I call it what it is, the like over-the-top fake positivity vibes where, you know, it's like that Cali brainwash shit. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, when when you're not when it doesn't feel genuine and like everything's like oh yeah like everyone's just so rad you know like but when you're talking shit with your homies like everyone does like when it, when you're just masking all of that too much it just doesn't come off as genuine. Yo, honestly, I can't even think of what mine would be off the top of my head. Number two, favorite part you've seen so far in 2021. Damn, that's tough. But the first one that comes to mind, Brother Spencer Hamilton. Oh. And Vancouver is a rough city to skate, and he just keeps producing clips there. Uh, keeps, like, just, yeah, it's inspiring to watch, man. Spencer. I'll say Will Marsh's re-edit part, or maybe <laughs> Alex Midler's part. <laughs> that shit was crazy. And third, this is more of a comment, but I missed the kook of the week and wanted to say thanks to Chris Markovich for being so soft for shutting that down. <laughs> Take a joke, B. You ruined something good with your sensitive ass. Hoping for another barn burner for season 14 still. Yo, I was actually on Chris Markovich's uh, Instagram the other day. Somehow someone sent me something. And yo, he's actually fucking ripping. Yeah. Like... He's skating this one skate park. I guess it's like his local skate park. But he's going off right now, bro. We might need an interview with Chris. Yeah, that's hype. Cougar of the week, yo. Who comes to mind? Who would have got it next is the real question. Fuck, I don't know. Maybe that dude who, uh, like, sacked, like, vertical sacked the rail in the Olympics. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Yo, what, what's the fucking Dane guy on DGK? Oh, Dane Vaughn, your boy? Yo, Dane Vaughn will have been up next, bro. <laughs> Cook the Week comes back, Dane Vaughn, he's getting it. Skating in his leather chaps, bro. 
Uh, he's wild. All right, next up, we got an email from Rodrigo Nunez. What's poppin', Bunk Gang? Y'all ever spend time in the Canadian Rockies? Looks like a beautiful area. If you could revive any company that went under, <laughs> what would it be and why? Much love from Asheville, North Carolina. Can't wait for that new season still. Yo, that was, I'm sorry, that was just so funny. If we ever spent time in the Rockies, it's so random. I thought like the question was gonna relate to that or something. <laughs> he just wants to know how we live in up here. <laughs> is Banff part of the Rockies? I don't know. If it is, then yes. If not, is Vancouver part of the Rockies? <laughs> I don't know, but it, Canada's fucking beautiful as a whole, man. We've both been out to BC and we can confirm absolutely breathtaking. So yeah, Rodrigo, get up there if you can, man. Company that went under, we would revive. I mean, I, we have answered this question before for sure. I would go with like shorties, man. If shorties could come back and be proper, that shit was like a huge part of my childhood. I remember drawing that stupid skateboard logo on literally everything I owned. <laughs> like every binder, probably my wall as a kid. And then the Muska, man. So I'd say shorties. I feel that. Um, that just made me think of Ghetto Child, but I think that is back. Um, yeah, but is it? I don't know. I, I remember just... Herman was on no, like yeah, it, it might be back, but is it actually like really back? Like, probably not. I don't really know, but let me see what would I bring back. Uh, is World Industries still around? Like, bring it back, dude. Do it right now. O you can OG ass World Industries, not like the last like ten plus years of World Industries, but like uh, Wet Willie and Flame Boy. Whew. That's like, you know, that was some There's shit we as it gets. drawing in our binders too, for sure. Just worshipping Mullen and all of the gang. Absolutely. All right, y'all, that's going to wrap up the post office for this week. Make sure to get your emails and voice notes into the buntlive at gmail.com. Doing our best to get to all of them. Remember, as the ghost says, keep it short, keep it sweet, and you're going to be on the pod. This is The Rundown, the skateboard world source for sports, brought to you by the one and only Steam Whistle, Canada's premium pilsner, the only buzz. For the last two weeks, we've been telling you our favorite quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, and now we're going to hit you with our my guys. Obviously, some drafts we miss on these guys just doesn't work out based on our position. But these are three guys each we are really targeting in each draft. We're going to go back and forth here. My first one, Antonio Gibson. The minute someone says he looks like CMC, I'm sold, man. <laughs> I'm all in. Hopefully, I can get him. I got one more draft to do tomorrow. Target that man. I mean, I'm missing my fourth pick in that draft, and that's probably where he's going to go, third, fourth. So I might not see him, but Antonio Gibson... Uh, nothing but opportunity over there in Washington, man. Bro, if you don't take him with your first or second pick, you're at the sw you're at the turn. You ain't getting his ass. Cause you trying to talk talk yourself into. The <laughs> I hope so. I hope so, man. I oh, hope so. Shit. 
don't kill me uh i do actually love them too but sometimes you know especially with running backs they can catch fucking lightning in a bottle and then you know just have that hot stretch to end the season like you did last year and then all of a sudden you know there's just they just fall off like there's so much hype and he's going last year he went in like round eight nine ten and oh yeah and now he's a second round pick so you know there's a lot of room for uh for him to fucking actually end up being a dud at that adp but like you i choose to believe in the upside i believe in the improvement in the offense as a whole a little bit more stability at the quarterback position that's why I believe in Antonio Gibson this year. And I think it'll be even better than last year. Yeah, no, I, I hope you're right because maybe I'll take him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who you got? Um, I'm going to go with Austin Eckler. I feel like there's they've got some similarities. Uh, they can do a bit of everything. They're diverse. Running backs can catch. Fucking, they're explosive. Uh, they're not like giant meathead backs like Derrick Henry. <laughs> they got that speed. Um, and I heard a crazy stat. I can't remember the exact thing, but it was like in the last two or three seasons, he's got the most uh, fantasy points per touch of Ooh. any running back. Uh, and I think it was like him at like 1.2 something and then Kamara at one point two on the dot and then cmc at like 1.1 something but uh when you're in that company the only problem with eckler has been like uh injuries but even when he was backing up melvin gordon remember how like he would just somehow get you like 10 like 8 to 15 points with limited touches like he makes the most of his touches last year was super unfortunate with the injury that lasted like half the season and um Hopefully this year he can put it all together, man. It's funny how one year can make you question someone's injury risk. In the two previous, in the three previous seasons, he'd only missed two games. Last year he missed six games, which is really not all that much. A total of eight games over the last four years. He seems like a pretty reliable running back, and like you said, a smaller guy. And in 2019 he played all 16 games, averaged 13.8 standard fantasy points. Sounds pretty solid, man. I'll take that all day. And the best part now is the only guy he's got behind him is, what's the guy's name? Justin, Justin Jackson. Jackson. Yeah. Very unproven guy to be uh, to be behind you. Oh, man. I had Eckler last season, so for me, it felt like way more than six weeks he was out. But uh, I guess I'll take your word for it. So this is going to get interesting. Our next two my guys on the same team play the same position. You're choosing Justin Jefferson at a higher price in the draft. I'm taking Adam Thielen, man. Why don't you tell me why you're taking Justin Jefferson so early? <clears throat> man, I think did he I think he had the most yards ever for a rookie last year at like 1400 yards or so. Uh, didn't have that many touchdowns, so if the touchdowns even go up slightly and he can get a similar amount of yards like he could end up a top five wide receiver easily i think and let's remember that he barely played the first two or three weeks and you dropped him all right you what <laughs> sorry in I the keeper league why did you have to do that, that? 
um but but man now we're talking 17 weeks of him being like this the go-to guy uh no slow start and uh i'm assuming the touchdowns go up a tick i think last year he only had like four or five or six he had seven um seven okay yeah so let's say that goes up to 10 11 yeah, eight to twelve. Let's just say and he can keep the yards same, or can even expect the yards to go up a bit with an extra game and not um, missing action in the first couple weeks. I see a top five fantasy finish for him if he stays healthy. So last year, eighty-eight receptions on one hundred and twenty-five targets, fourteen hundred yards, seven touchdowns. That's incredible. Adam Thielen, 74 receptions, 925 yards, 14 TDs. So you think the TD is going to start to average out a bit? The problem with Justin Jefferson for me is last year, everyone knew Adam Thielen was the wide receiver one. Everyone's worrying about Adam Thielen a little bit more than Justin Jefferson. Coming into this year with all the hype on Justin Jefferson, the higher draft price, I think defenses are going to be a little bit more worried about him. And with the tight end, uh, I forget his name in Minnesota. Irv something going down. Couple Irv more Smith targets. Couple more. Couple more targets available in the slot. I just see Adam Thielen getting a little bit more work, and at a cheaper price. Yeah, but honestly, the thing with Thielen for me was that he, his fantasy value last year relied on those touchdowns, like a little bit too much for my liking. I do like the way later draft price. Uh, it's pretty solid. Like if you can get him in like the fifth round, but uh, I'm guessing the touchdowns go down a little bit, and the yards stay the same or also go down a little bit. We'll see. So you're saying he's going down across the board. Justin Jefferson's going up <laughs> across the board. <laughs> yeah, and they brought in Chris Herndon because Irv Smith Jr.'s done for the year. Chris Herndon is probably one of the most unproven men in the world. Had like four good games overhyped. in his life. Yeah. yeah. Um, the good thing for both of us, Minnesota's not a very good team. They're going to be throwing the ball a lot, especially when it comes down at the end of the game. So maybe it both maybe uh, pans out, man. Maybe we both are, are right. But we should have a bet based on who finishes closer to their draft position. Not who's better because it's probably pretty likely that the younger guy is going to do a little bit better. Fresher legs. Uh much higher yards per target justin jefferson will probably have more yards potentially be pretty even in touchdowns but it's all about the draft price for me yeah that's not a good bet for me to take obviously you say he's gonna be a top five guy okay but he he's going in round two like i only have one round to move up you know what i mean like that's That's he's going at like in the no, that's a horrible bet. We should just bet on who has uh, more touchdowns. All right, let's bet. Because you doubled my guy last year. Absolutely. Going to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll think of a bet. We'll come back to that. Hit us with your last my guy, man. Uh, I'm going to round it out with, uh, you know, the, the old tight end fucking needle in a haystack. <clears throat> dart throw whatever you want to call it i'm going with <laughs> logan thomas i obviously hate all the tight ends after the big three well hate's a strong word but 
every year I'm a sucker for like thinking I found the one tight end that that's actually gonna join the elite company. Last year I drafted Hayden Hurst, dusty ass, in a oh. couple leagues. That, whew, uh, I was dead wrong there. But uh, Logan Thomas, man, like Antonio Gibson, Washington kind of turned up a little bit at the end of the year. And uh, Logan Thomas was catching touch, touchdowns left, right, and center. And uh, like you said, Fitzy coming in, the team's better overall, better quarterback now. Um, I'm really hoping he can continue where he, where he left off and maybe be even better. So I like Logan Thomas in the later rounds. I'm sticking with the same position. I'm going Kyle Pitts. The top three tight ends, they're going to cost you. Kyle Pitts, you can get around four, round five. And... All you got to tell me is freakish athlete, freakish ability at tight end, and I'm absolutely sold, man. It seems like the next coming of Gronk, and uh, I want every bit of it. Matt Ryan in Atlanta, they're going to be losing a lot of games. They're going to be throwing the ball late. Nothing better than a big, sure-handed receiver in the red zone. Julio's gone. Ridley's going to be the deep ball threat, and everything else is going to Kyle Pitts, or at least I hope so. Uh, everything else is going to Russell Gage, my guy. That's another my guy. Grab him with your last pick. The most undrafted man in the world. Um, <laughs> last pick, Marvin Jones Jr., man. Watch that name. Getting disrespected. They drafting DJ Chark, Laveshka, Chano Jr., everybody over Marvin Jones Jr. And uh, that's going to be one that you should grab. Yeah, I can see that. I'm off DJ Chark, but... Uh, I think, yeah, LaVisca and Marvin Jones, I could see them having a nice year with Trevor Lawrence flinging that thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a big game coming up tomorrow. The Cowboys versus the Buccaneers. Quick prediction, man. Don't get too into it. Buccaneers. <laughs> Lay the smackdown, but CeeDee Lamb has two touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you said it first, man. I don't care what CeeDee Lamb does. Uh, Tom Brady coming for another ring, man. <laughs> All right, one thing we forgot to do in the first two episodes because we were so caught up with fantasy football, and uh, we will get to NBA free agency and all the big moves that have happened in the association, but we just need to say thank you to the greatest Raptor of all time, the most loyal man in the league. Came here as a young buck, stuck it out, and uh, we got to see him shine, man. Kyle Lowry, man. Thank you, Raptor Nation. We all love you. We all thank you. Uh, wishing you nothing but the best in Miami. Me and Donald got mad love for the Heat, so happy to see you land there. Uh, if you guys could pull off a ring with your kind of random team, but I like it. You guys got depth. Uh, they got we heart. Would, yeah, we'd have nothing but support for, for another Heat championship with Lowry. But, yeah, heartfelt thank you from Toronto. And uh, you'll be missed, but not forgotten <laughs> and that'll be the first jersey going up in the rafters in the air canada center that's for sure but one thing was i remember watching the nba playoffs last year and there was so much talk about where kyle lowry was going at trade deadline we had that whole discussion on do we want to see him go do we want to see him stay but the teams that were talking about him were miami the lakers philadelphia watching those three teams in the playoffs they all needed him they all big needed time. a guy like that. And to to pass on him right before the playoffs was a big mistake by all those teams. I know Masai was probably asking for a lot at that point. 
But if you're going to make a run like that, Philly could have been a whole different team if they had Kyle Lowry at that oh point. Oh, my God. Ben Simmons, choke ass. You kidding yeah. me, man. So a lot of regret for those teams, and Miami wasn't going to let that happen again. They made the deal pop, and uh, like you said, great landing spot for him. Great landing spot for us as fans, one of the few teams we don't despise. We got mad love for the LeBron-less Miami Heat. Yeah. So uh, good luck down there in South Beach, Kyle. You uh, you deserve it, man. Yeah, man. I might pop down there this winter and fucking <laughs> come check the homie. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right, y'all. We'll catch you next week. Peace.